Hey guys, welcome to episode two. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. I spent majority of my weekend rewatching shows. Um, I was watching Euphoria for like the second time because I forgot the entire plot. And the way Euphoria had such a hold on 2019, and it's been such a while since that show has aired, but if you're into it, then you know it's really a whole aesthetic. The costumes are a vibe, the script is a vibe, and I absolutely love the visuals. And you know what else? Or matter of fact, who else had a hold on pop culture during this time? Maddie Perez. Her character is played by Alexa Demi. I think I'm saying it right. And there's a line in the show that was on everything. And it's when she says to Cassie, who's her best friend, and the character is played by Sydney Sweeney. Bitch, you're my soulmate. And that made me think about friendships. And I'm a firm believer that you can have a soulmate in a platonic, non-romantic friendship. But I'm also a firm believer that sometimes you got to separate from people for your well-being and maybe even for their own well-being. I was talking about this in therapy and apparently one of my red flags, well, I wouldn't say it's a red flag. It's not even an orange. So whatever's under orange is that flag. Um, is the way I will end a relationship that starts to feel burdensome. I just, friendships, relationships at our age should not be hard. We don't have no kids. We don't have no pets. We don't share a house. There's, we really shouldn't have any of that back and forth. And my good sis, she was, you know, she was unpacking something because honey, when the going gets tough, one thing about this Virgo, I'm a go. When I'm over it, I am so over it. And I'm not even going to get into this conversation by myself. I have two special guests joining me today. So start your cleaning, go for a morning walk, wherever you are, get comfortable, put your volume up and get ready for another episode of Literally I Can't by me, Sarah Pharma. New episodes every Sunday. And we're back. Today, we have two of many special guests that are going to be on my podcast, Kaya and Kat. I'm Kaya. <laughs> I'm a writer. I am a hater of many things and a lover of a bunch of other things as well. <laughs> oh, that was cute. That was really cute. Uh, hey, guys. This is Kat. I'm also a writer performer, poet, extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> I just graduated from college, just trying to figure out life. And I'm super excited about today. Yay. So I feel like that's everyone's tagline, like from our generation, our age group, post-grad, no matter like how many years you graduated ago or whatever, like we're all just like, oh uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Same. I graduated three years ago and everyone's like, so you're a recent graduate I'm like yeah like, it's like I graduated yesterday I graduated three years ago There's I know right <laughs> interesting that we all went to the same college I feel like I have to say this on the podcast um we all went to the same school but and I have mutuals with Kaya and mutuals with Kat but like none of us spoke while we were at school like none of us know each other <laughs> on yeah, campus <laughs> like we talked way after everyone kind of graduated everyone separated and then I guess we are all... also in the same major like am I like we literally sat in the same classes together I swore up and down and you? yes well I did not know that <laughs> <laughs> were we not like wait maybe I'm making this up weren't you also a journalism major also 
Yeah, I was. Okay, we definitely sat in the same classes together. That's (laughs) crazy. Wow. Okay, so you find something new every day. But yeah, I thought that was really funny how all of that kind of worked out. And like, here we are on a podcast together. But um, yeah, today's episode is called Bitch, You're Not My Soulmate. And it's a pun (laughs) off of Maddie Perez saying, bitch, you are my soulmate um, on an episode of Euphoria. I talked a little bit about it in the intro. And there are so many angles of friendship that we could talk about. But for today, we're going to talk about friendship breakups, the dynamics of friendships changing, feeling left out, and how we have all navigated those situations in our 20s. So while I was preparing for today's podcast, I found an article on womenshealth.com written by Jen Dahl, and she said the last F in BFF doesn't always mean forever. And that like, it really hit. I was like, damn, that was really deep. Like, Sis kind of gave us 2016 Tumblr energy, like straight up just girly things. And the article also said that research shows women tend to value close-knit relationships, which may become more explosive. Um, I mean, I don't want this to be like a woman or a men thing. So let's just say people who create face-to-face relationships rather than shoulder-to-shoulder tend to have more emotion with those friendships. And the article described face-to-face friendships as like getting coffee together, taking pictures, whereas shoulder-to-shoulder friendships are more like, let's watch the premiere of Stranger Things together and I'm going to leave right after. Like they're kind of very surface level and they don't require a lot of emotion at the forefront of your interactions. Um, But when you do have those intimate connections, that's when things could get real, real shaky. So this is the question I'm going to lead with. Which one do you think is harder, friendship breakups or romantic breakups? Um, hey, yeah, you go. Because it's weird. I think that friendship breakups are worse. I think the like same. The, I think, like, depending on, like, the length and severity, I guess, of the friendship breakup. No, not even the length and severity. Friendship breakups always suck. They are never, like, I've had a few friendships where, like, it kind of just fizzled out. And you're like, okay, like, whatever. But the ones that like the really brutal ones like they stick with you forever like you just have you ever just been sitting around and you're just like damn I wish I was still friends with that bitch like yeah (laughs) so much fun together right that's what I was kind of thinking too I was just like I don't know if it's just because I value or in my experience so far I've always valued my friendships more than my relationships just because I never care about those men like I just be like I'm so over you so like (laughs) you want to go you can go whereas my friend I'm like bitch you're supposed to be my ride or die like let's figure this out or if we can't figure it out then we're gonna have to separate something like that I don't know so yeah I I was gonna agree with you there Sarah because I feel like with a relationship you know it's gonna be one or the other you're gonna stay together forever you're gonna break up with a friend it's like no you're supposed to be there and like I agree with Kaya, like the fizzle out is different, like more natural. It just kind of grows apart. But a friendship breakup is definitely the worst. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, because no one's friendship like when it's starting to end. It's not like this little thing here and there. Like you can't really feel it sometimes. It's just like the one final blow up. It's like the finale, right. the final scene. The concept of friendship over the years is kind of interesting, too. So when you're a kid, your best friend is like the person you play with the most. And then you're a teenager and it might be the person who's in your extracurriculars or maybe you like the same shows or the, or the same music. Or it's the person who takes the same way as you home because, you know, 
when you move away from home, there are some people that you just don't keep in contact with anymore. Like, like we said, it kind of just fizzles, fizzles out. Then you go to college and it's kind of the same as a teenage friendship with sharing interests and you live on campus. And it's also about who you're having fun with, like who you're getting lit with and who you live around. And I just want to say like location really be holding friendships down because there are people from college that will be like, oh, hey, friend, like to me and or they'll just insinuate the fact that I'm a friend and I'm looking stupid because I'm like, we do not talk. We are not friends anymore. Like, but (laughs) (laughs) but when you're an adult, it's like you have to kind of look at stuff differently and you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to tolerate in friendships? What do you want and what you have to give? Because there's somebody on the other on the other end of things. And just like the dynamic of adult friendships is it just feels like it requires so much work. And I feel like the older we get, the more people are out here moving crazy and shady. And I just like can't deal. I feel like the older that we get also, it becomes less and less like about friends of convenience. Like when you're younger, it's like, like you said, people you have class with, people you live near, like and it's almost like it's slim picking. And then as you get older, you have more option, more choice of friends. And it becomes less about that convenience and more about like, oh, what do I actually like about a person? Right. No, absolutely. I think up until I mean, I'm like I'm 28. So I have a lot of my and I worked in the service industry up until recently. And a lot of my friendships were friendships of proximity so we work together we are we go to class we have the the same classes whatever um and like moving out of that you it is definitely you base your friendships off of what am I tolerating what will Mm -hmm. I not tolerate um but even so far to me is I think once you get outside of like the relationships of proximity where you're like I kind of have to stay friends with this person even if they treat me like shit Mm -hmm. because we are you know we're in the same grade we work in the same place whatever a majority of my friendships are now based off of is this a is this a relationship that I want to nurture does it nurture me in some way and I treat all of my relationships the same like to the same standard I would would hold my like romantic relationships Mm -hmm. because I think that there those boundaries and I guess like expectations, like those are very important to have cultivating relationships and my relationships with like my girlfriends now, whereas like, I don't know when in my early twenties are not the same. Like I've learned so much from my relationships with my girlfriends, just about like unconditional love and like support and stuff that I would not have learned if I hadn't cycled through all these like garbage friendships to get to like my core group of people. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely agree with that. Same. Especially the the point about uh, treating a friendship as you would a relationship, like a romantic one. It's kind of, it's it's a similar thing. It's it's like tolerance and communication and trust. It's all the same values. No. So what are some of your non-negotiables in a friendship? Like things that you just absolutely cannot let slide? Like I said, I treat my romantic relationships and my platonic, like my friendships, like my platonic relationships the same. So my non-negotiables are pretty much the same, like across the board. I hate when people don't respect like my time or like my space. So if I tell you that I need to be alone and you're just like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to always be together, that's weird to me. And it like makes me, it makes me feel like you don't appreciate 
like my like my personal time and if I sound like an earth sign that's because I am (laughs) earth signs (laughs) but like that's like a huge one for me is like not respecting my time like I am a person who unfortunately is very late and I always try to respect other people's time by thanking people for waiting for me but also giving people that heads up like hey I'm going to be insert x amount of minutes like I'm going to be late because blah, 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 because I just think showing up freaking 30 minutes late with no heads up is so embarrassing and so weird. It's interesting because I don't think until recently I started to figure out what those were. Like mm-hmm. when you posed the question, I've been thinking about it. Like for a really long time, I just kind of took whatever was there, you know, had trouble with friends. Mm-hmm. And just now I'm starting to realize things that I would never put up with again because of friendships that ended. Mm-hmm. For me, one of them is like, I consider myself to be pretty like resourceful, handy in that kind of way. And I think a lot of people would take advantage of that or like what I had to offer and give nothing back. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's non-negotiable for me now. Like if I'm not receiving from you also, I won't be giving, won't go anywhere. Speak on it. Speak on it. Oh my gosh. Not me being triggered right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no one. Go ahead, the one ahead. big thing, sorry, the one big thing that I've learned about, like you were talking about giving and receiving is uh, in the middle of quarantine, I saw a TikTok and it stuck with me forever. And I remember speaking to my therapist about this and now I keep it like in my just everyday kind of knowledge is that there are two types of people. There's teacup people and there's pint people. So pint people take a lot to like be um, essentially like filled up, like they, like they need a lot from people and then, and they also have the tendency to like overwhelm teacup people. So teacup people, you think of like a little teacup, they can only fit so much and they can only give so much. Mm-hmm. And so identifying my teacup friends versus my pint friends was very important to me too, in the whole idea of giving and receiving and then being able to set that boundary with them and myself being like, okay, oh I know blah, blah, blah is a teacup person. So I know that I can only give them so much and anything more is going to overwhelm them and they can only give me so much. So I need to figure out a way to go into myself to continuously fill myself up and not expect this person to be able to do it for me because they just don't have like that capacity. Yeah. Interesting, interesting concept. I feel like for me, that's something great to use now going forward as I'm building better and stronger friendships. I think a lot of the people I dealt with though, they, their cup just kept getting filled and they did not pour back no matter what. <laughs> so I I feel like it's, it's very interesting though, to think of it that way. Now looking at the friends I have now and kind of see like, Oh, you're right. Like some people can only do so much. I feel like one of my non-negotiables now is I cannot deal with people who don't support their friends. Like that is just one of the biggest things for me. I feel like I'm one of the most creative friends in my primary friend group, right? I have a lot of friends, but within that group that I tend to hang out with every weekend, I'm, the, I'm actually the only creative person. And <laughs> I feel like all of us here are all creative in some way. So it's like, you're always writing a new piece. You want to start a new project. And there's kind of like always something going on and or or always something that you're releasing and so when I dropped my little t-shirt business um last year I could literally pick out exactly who showed up for me and it's not that I was like pocket watching like I don't care if you don't buy anything necessarily do what you do what you want with your money 
but and you know if you don't like the designs that's cool too but like there was this one person that was like oh best friend best friend best friend didn't share anything didn't mm. repost didn't like any pictures like nothing and mind you what got me is like it's not that you're not online like there's some people that you know they truly don't see your stuff they're not in right. the places where your stuff is at but she was there and she also had her own business that she started and I supported her, I like without thinking twice about it. And I was like, this is what people on Twitter are talking about when they say like, <laughs> y'all do not show up for your friends. You should be, if that's your friend, you should be the first one in line buying a print, buying a book. If they send you, oh, they're writing a play and, you know, they send you the script, like you should be there with your notepad being like, oh yeah, this is a really good line. Or, you know, I think people would really like this. Just something that's like, engaging i have friends who don't support a fucking thing like i was just recently on a podcast talking about my writing didn't didn't listen to the episode mind you didn't even just listen to the episode didn't even repost about the episode like nothing like didn't didn't even congratulate me say like wow good job nothing like crickets crickets from the audience like nothing but then they want to ask then they want to secretly be like oh like how's writing how's this like you're you don't care Right. You actually don't care about any of my projects because you don't even you don't even support me publicly. You only want to support me behind doors. And that's fine. Like, I still appreciate the support regardless. But you're not showing up for me in that respect where I like, you know, that even if you just repost something of mine, like it gets that post traction. Yeah, it, it does something. Like, it does something. Yeah. Oh, and then I wanted to tell you guys. So. I also had this other friend and she would act like she was my friend. Like we would go out, we would have fun when we're out. Like there weren't really, there wasn't any bad vibes actually, but I was always the one asking her to hang out, um, asking her to do stuff. And she lived down the block. She ended up moving to New York and lived literally a 10 minute walk away from me. And this bitch never reached out to me ever. And the only time she would come around and be all kiki and, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And like have conversation is when I would put her on with influencers or photographers, or I was doing like cool jobs at the time. And sometimes they would do like photo shoots and they would have these possible opportunities. And so I would recommend, you know, my friends that I knew were good on camera and were into stuff like that. And then there came a time when I was basically about to be homeless. And I asked this girl and I was like, I literally would not ask if like it wasn't deep can I just like crash with you for like a day or two so I can figure out where I can get money for, for like an Airbnb. I ended up not being homeless y'all. So it all worked out. But <laughs> I asked her all of the, like, I, I basically was like down on my knees, damn near begging, looking stupid. And this girl was like, um, no, we don't have space for you. <laughs> this oh bitch, she, she straight up treated me like I was um, the Virgin Mary about to give birth to Jesus and they <laughs> did not let him in the barn. <laughs> I was like, damn, bitch, because if you were one of my friends, like not, and, and you don't even have to be like a friend of 10 years or six years. If we have that connection and I think you're like, cool. Like if one of you guys came to me and was like, I'm stranded in Times Square, I would be like, okay, well, I have an air mattress. Like even, yeah. you know, I don't have a big house or a big apartment, but like something I would have been, if you have yeah. to sit on, if we had to make space for you in the kitchen, that's what it just would have been. 
Have you guys ever had a moment with an ex-friend, well, now an ex-friend, where you realize I cannot do this? Like, I cannot be your friend. We are spilling the tea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go I'm off, sis. Spill. <laughs> the Rolodex of, like, terrible friendships I've been in. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, on a, like, I can honestly say, just from, like, a mature standpoint, if my friendships were, like, funky, I would also played a role in them being funky and, like, fucked up. Because there was a long time that I was unhealed and I was just doing whatever the fuck I wanted and just treating people like basically I would just project and like mirror people. So if you treated me like shit, I was going to treat you like shit and then be like, I don't know why this is happening. And like that was like frustrating. But like I, I cannot get into like too many details, but like I just had a friend who every time like she was drunk or whatever she just started arguing with me like every like it was always an argument always like you act like a different person when like we're around other people and you this and you that and you blah 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 blah. you're judging me I was like I'm not doing a damn thing I'm actually just sitting like we were friends for years I was like I'm actually just sitting here like having a drink enjoying myself and you're getting shit-faced and then like projecting your inner feelings on me and it just ended up becoming this like weird like clusterfuck of like us projecting our feelings on each other every time we were in like a two-foot vicinity of a place with alcohol it was different when we weren't drinking but I think that you can only go through so many drunken rants of someone basically trying to like quote-unquote tell you about yourself mm-hmm. before you're just sitting there being like well fuck do you feel this way about about me all the time True. Kat, what about you? Um, all right. So <laughs> for me, it was, I want to say it was sophomore year of school. I had these friends and like we've kind of talked about, like you have friends for different things. And mm-hmm. like you said, um, people who use you, whatever. Well, I had a couple, f- these two friends actually, who we weren't, we didn't hang out all the time but we did go out like every single weekend together and then during the week we'd meet up in the cc or we'd go to the dining hall whatever talk hang out but a lot of it was just like going out on the weekends doing stuff whatever but um we went out in this group and there was a guy who was there pretty shit guy whatever but um he was really drunk and he had this uh empty there was this empty henny bottle on the ground and it was funny as we're walking across the street i got this funny feeling like oh he's gonna throw that or he's gonna kick it or something and as soon as I had that feeling we were like across the street already from where he was Mm -hmm. I went to put my hands up because I just had this feeling next thing you know Henny bottle hits me in the back of the head no joke he threw it across the street straight at us he was drunk and getting rowdy and the two girls that I was with instead of coming back with me and going to the hospital with me they said they wanted to stay and go to the party. And I went all the way back to the campus by myself and then to the hospital. My roommate came with me. But those two friends, I never saw them again. That was it. Oh my I would have lost God. my mind. Yeah. Awful, right? <laughs> I would have lost my mind. That's insane. For anybody yep. <laughs> that might have missed what she said, basically, she just said she was with these two people. They were like, they were basically her friends, even if they were just situational friends, your party friends, whatever. Those are the people that you with. She got hit in the head with a bottle and they literally left her and said, I want to go back to the party. It would have really been on site after that. Like, I don't like, there's just no, <laughs> I don't know how to handle that maturely. 
Like I literally yeah. would never speak to you again. And like you would literally cease to exist. Yeah, which is basically what happened. That's literally basically what happened. Like when when the first when it first went down, like all I could do was freaking cry. I had a concussion. Like it was yeah. that that I couldn't handle it then. But then after that, I never went out with them again. Never talked to them. Saw them again. That's crazy. Like when I think of like party friends, like people I just go out with, like have a good time. I only go out with those people a because I know it's going to be fun, but b because I do trust those people with my safety. Right. Like, I trust that they're not going to let me do something stupid or like, I mean, like to think that those are like the people that you were trusted to like have fun with, but also like protect you in like any type of bad situation. And they were just like, nah, B, we're going to go back and party. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because it goes back to that whole idea, like of friends not giving back to you what you would give to them. Mm-hmm. Any there were times before that where I protected those two girls in situations, whether somebody was being inappropriate with them or they got too drunk and they had to throw up and I left with them. So it was just a really harsh realization of what you just said, that party friends still have to have a level of trust. They can't yeah. just be, be people you have fun with. Oh man. So I guess I'm going to go into another heavy question. Um, what are some things you let slide? Just, you know, you have those friends sometimes and you love them. You love them dearly. But there are some things that they might do or they, that they might have done. And it's so hard for you to let go of it. But you almost damn near accept it or you kind of you let them keep doing whatever they're doing just for the sake of the French. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so, for example... I don't know if this is, I'm not trying to be like an astrology bitch, I swear, but I've, I've seen this, the blogs have been saying that this is just how we move. And apparently, you know, earth signs and air signs, if there's like, we don't have the capacity to be friends with somebody that's disrespecting our friend. I remember being in college and I was cool with these girls and I'm not going to say anything because they might find me. We all live in Brooklyn. But um, I was cool with these girls and, you know, they were really fun, but they started being so disrespectful to one of my close friends, like out of the blue, honestly, very, it it was completely out of like spite and jealousy and envy. So it was just like very irrational and just, there was like a form of bullying kind of happening. Like they would just say things about him. Um, And I was just like, I just can't rock with that like I'm I, like we had invited them to a Friendsgiving and I was like oh these people cannot come to the Friendsgiving so I feel like I do know people who are friends with basically my ops like <laughs> not like this and I'm not out here like fighting and stuff I don't mean it in that way but just people that I would never be their friends again like I would never go to their home I would never sit in their car I would if they came in front of my face if there was a way for me to ignore them I that would be the the option that I choose (laughs) and I have friends that are like the complete opposite it's not even a lot I'm saying friends but it's really not it's not plural I just don't want to single it out for the sake of the friendship but I do (laughs) have people that like do that and I just think that's like so weird first of all I want you to point me in the direction of the girlies that are saying earth signs, earth signs and air signs are the, like the two people that do that because I know quite a few to, few air signs that are friends with my ops. Ooh. So 
<laughs> I would like I would like to know what air signs they're talking about because I know quite a few air signs that are real close with people who have nothing nice to say about me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, I de- I deal with the same thing too. Like I have a few friends. Uh, I have a, I have a couple of friends, you know, a couple of air sign friends who you know, uh, Libras in particular that are you know they're very diplomatic about the way that they choose to look at confrontation and I am too I like to think of myself as that as a way as a person who looks at both sides before I make a decision about about another person even in my own in my own situation someone does me wrong and I'm like well why did they do it instead of cutting someone off but if I'm telling you that some I know someone is saying something bad about me and it makes me uncomfortable that you're still friends with them and you're like well they never said anything bad about you to me why would they or like there's like oh well they never said they never did anything to me so that's your problem how can you be friends with somebody that you know is disrespecting other people like that's so weird like you're supposed to be my best friend you're supposed to be my bestie my soulmate whatever my other half and your friends with someone who has nothing nice to say about me right a full non-negotiable for me is people who are blatantly disrespectful and rude to service workers. So like we go out to eat, we go whatever. I do have a, a friend or two where it's not that blatant disrespect, but there isn't really a care in their voice. And sometimes it teeters on the edge of disrespect. Like they've never worked a, a service job in their life and mm-hmm. you can just tell. And that's something that I'll let slide if I care about somebody but absolutely is so cringy and hard for me to deal with. Definitely rudeness to service people, whether it's food service, anything, I can't. It's very cringy to me. I think another part of navigating friendships is also like feeling left out or alone, even though there are people around you and you know those people love you and care about you. Um, so for instance, like I mentioned within my primary friend group, I'm the only creative person and I would go as far as to say, I'm the only person who also has extreme FOMO. So I'm usually like really excited to visit places and do things, even if that's just like getting a book or like taking a bunch of photos or thrifting and no one else is like really into that. And I mean, I usually suggest things in my group. I used to be the planner. I say used to, because as of like a (laughs) month ago, I am not planning anything. Ain't shit going to get done without me. I don't care. Everybody's going to stay in the house without me. So so, yeah, when I said like, no one else is really into the stuff that I'm into anymore. And it's kind of just like, I've reached this point where I'm almost hesitant to ask to hang out just because I feel like I'm being annoying. Like, I'm just like, like, that's not how they would choose to spend their day from their own minds. Like they wouldn't think, let me go thrifting. Nobody really likes thrifting in my group, except for one of my friends and she doesn't live near me. Um, no one really likes artsy stuff. Like I would just get up and be like, oh, I want to do a, try a pottery class today. Ain't, none of them are going to do that. Or like, let's go bike <laughs> riding. They're not trying to do that. Or let's go to new like hipster coffee shops or something like they're not going to do that. So sometimes like I'm noticing that within friend groups, even though, you know, we're hanging out and it's like, cool, I almost like still feel alone. So like, have you guys ever been in a situation around friends when you're like, "Um, these people do not want to be here or you realize like no one else is into the things you're into. And so you're not really excited about it 
or it just feels like you're bothering people? Obviously, like I love to have friends who have very different hobbies than I do because I love to watch people talk about things that they're very interested in. Um, that's one of my hobbies. It's like, I love to listen to people talk about the stuff they're passionate about. Um, it's just hard when my, like one, a, a day that I enjoy is like going to the bookstore and like picking out a new book or something. I think the way that I've com- kind of combated this whole experience is I've just started to do things alone. Yeah. Which it sounds like sad. Like my friends don't want to do anything with me. So I just do it alone. But it gave me really like a real sense of like independence, I guess, and just like real happiness because I'm, I've been in those, those, those like experiences where you're like, all my friends are miserable right now. And I'm the only one that's having fun. And this feels awful because I would rather be alone and happy as hell than be miserable. And then we can all come together and do things like that we all have like our all our mutual interests together essentially yeah I mean I'm the same so like I don't want people to think that like I feel disappointed that people aren't into what I'm into because I think it's cool when everyone's different and you know you can talk about different things and learn about different things but like you can't deny the fact that like when you're hanging out or doing something or just sharing an interest with somebody it just hits different than doing it with somebody who's not really interested in it yeah definitely um I definitely know what you mean like how you just said about being creative and even just something as simple as having an appreciation for a tree and then you're with somebody and they're like what are you talking about like it's just a tree (laughs) that definitely happens to me all the time you know like a sunset or or a pretty building or something and the other person's just like okay like it's there and it's like okay well now my feelings feel invalidated and now I feel like I'm here alone. So I definitely understand that. I think another one, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have felt is that feeling of like when you are out doing something with other people and like you go to say something or put your idea in and, and either no one's listening Mm -hmm. or they kind of just brush over what you said. Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the things that I think makes me feel the most alone when I'm in a situation Mm -hmm. because it's that whole idea of like, that whole invalidation of you being a person who's there (laughs) and you just feel like, well, then what are we even doing anymore? You know? So in all in all, I guess the reality of adult friendships is that they require some form of communication, um, some form of work and just a little bit of give and take on both ends. And, you know, we're not kids. We're not going to be friends just because we're at the same school or because we take the same way home. You have to connect on other levels and you equally have to give something to each other. So with that said, I just wanted to shout out to you both. And thank you for making this conversation so much more interesting than me talking to myself in my closet. So thank you guys. <laughs> and they're going to let you know where you guys can follow them if you want to do that. My Instagram is Kylex, K-A-I-A-L-E-C-T-S. It is a play on the word dialects. <laughs> Oh, that's (laughs) Um, my across all platforms is just my first and last name. It's Katarina, K-A-T-A-R-I-N-A, Kit, K-I-T-T. Super simple. (laughs) 
so we've reached the end of our second episode um this was a really good chat and i really like having people on the podcast so i'm definitely going to keep doing those make sure you follow literally i can't on spotify and apple music i post new episodes every sunday there is a chance that it might come out on a monday and don't forget to follow me sarah on instagram and tiktok at pharma sarah talk to you guys next week okay bye